NFL training camps have been going now for a week or so, right? And we've put the pads on in all of these training camps, and we're heading towards the start of the preseason. Of course, the Hall of Fame game is coming up on Thursday night. But let's talk some Ravens, and let's talk some Commanders as we do our little tour around these NFL training camps. And we welcome back to our program Darrell Owens, Legacy Makers Sports Network. And Darrell, good afternoon. I know you've been uh, crisscrossing the beltway up there, right? The DMV between <laughs> Commander's Camp and Ravens Camp, right? Yes, yes, most definitely. I've uh, been up here cr- uh, crossing the beltway for Bowie TV. Uh, it's, been, it's been a fun adventure so far. Uh, been a, the first two days have been a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Let's start with these Baltimore Ravens, Darrell, because we haven't talked much about them yet this preseason. At least I haven't. So we got a couple of new wide receivers, right? One of them is truly a new wide receiver, the rookie Zay Flowers. You got Odell Beckham now in Baltimore as well. You got a new offensive coordinator in Todd Munkin. How is this going to impact Lamar Jackson? What did you see from the Ravens? Well, I think the biggest thing that we're going to see uh, from you know Monken taking the reins here in Baltimore is the the spreading of the offense. Uh, he's going he's going to open this up. He wants Lamar to be more like Louisville Lamar. So I think that's going to be that's the biggest takeaway that I would take away from Monken. Uh, I definitely can tell that the players are embracing him and really kind of you know enjoying uh, things so far. And on today front. Uh, we didn't get no Odell Beckham today. He was not uh, practicing today. They said it was a Veterans Day, uh, so they gave him a day for that. As um, far as we know, uh, that's what we were told. So as far as we know, that's what we were told. He wasn't out there today. We did see him, but he did not participate. And then we saw Zay Flowers, who I will say this right now. Um, Zay Flowers, the last two days, has had a really good camp. Um, watching him... You know, kind of get that connection with Lamar, starting to build that connection with Lamar has been really nice to see. Uh, but the biggest thing that I take away from him is his route running. You know, a lot of people kind of down him because he's 5'9", but watching his route running, watching uh, how he's able to just kind of maneuver. You know, he crossed up a couple of cornerbacks today uh, in the one-on-one drills and made the cornerbacks look a little bad for a while, but he made some really fantastic plays out there today. Uh, it just is the way he's able to adjust, uh, even if it the throw may have not been the greatest. He's been able to adjust and make some great plays out of it. So, like, loving what I'm seeing from Zay Flowers so far. Uh, how about on the defensive side for the Ravens? From what you were able to uh, to ascertain from the from the time that you've watched them? Well, you know, definitely it's it's a you know I would say it's a new day. You know, no Marcus Peters anymore, and mm-hmm. uh, Rocky Sin is uh, now in with the team. He actually went down today. Um, but he, they, I just, I think they decided not to bring him back in just as a precautionary. But he did go down. There was a little concern there, but he is. Uh, he, that was probably the biggest thing that I took away on that front. But they didn't really press today. They wasn't, you know, we didn't see a lot of blitz packages or anything like that. They kept it kind of easy today. Uh, the weather's been really nice out here. I, I thank a lot of you. I thought they probably would have go a little bit harder because the, uh, the weather was really nice <laughs> out here today. But uh, you know, you, they kind of took it. You know kind of easy you can t- tell that they're still kind of working on a lot of uh formations and getting adjusted to everything were they in pads today they were i think they were in shields they weren't in pads fully i think the uh, monday was the last day they were in pads 
All right. Gotcha on that one. Um, let's look ahead a little bit for them. I'm just looking at their schedule a little bit. So they start uh, with Houston, okay, but then they got to play – at Cincinnati, they get Indy at home and, and at Cleveland and then a rivalry game um, with Pittsburgh. So it would certainly behoove them, we could say this for anybody, I guess, really, to get off to that good start this season and, and, and particularly offensively, right, to, to show everybody this no-look offense is going to work. I think I think that's the biggest thing. Um, I think if you listen to any Ravens fan or just any person that is affiliated with the Ravens, they want uh, to be able to change things offensively. They want it to be a different feel. Uh, than what we've seen in the past. And it's going to be extremely important for them to get out to a good start. I mean, Houston, it's, I'm not going to say it's a layup, but it, it's a game that's very winnable game for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they do, it starts to get a little bit harder when you see the Pittsburghs and the Cincinnatis and the Cleveland start to come around. So I think for their offense, uh, you know, they want to continue. You can tell they want to continue to grow in it. Uh, from what I heard yesterday, uh, you know, Odell had a really good day yesterday while he was there. So you can tell that the the receivers are starting to like kind of click on that end. So, uh, biggest thing is they got to get everything going offensively. It's going to be a huge part of what they want to do. Um, you know, especially in those first couple of weeks to get the momentum going. Well, let's use this as part of our transition then from Ravens talk to Commanders talk. You've been watching two teams, both of whom have new offensive coordinators. Can you compare and contrast a little bit Todd Munkin with what you've seen in Baltimore and Eric Bieniemy from what you've seen in D.C.? It, you know, it's funny. Uh, they both I, – I will say this. I think they both have done a really good job of, of getting the players on board initially. You know, uh, yesterday <laughs> uh, – EB had a little moment where the offensive line didn't quite, uh, let's just put it this way, they weren't protecting the way they needed to protect yesterday. Uh, And he yelled. I mean, he jumped up and he yelled and said, you know, I can't say what he said on the radio, but let's just say that (laughs) what he said, uh, I think it it, it lit a fire. Because after that point, the offensive offensive line held their own against an extremely tough defensive line. uh, Because, you know, you saw Chase Young out there, uh, you know, just making do with the poor left tackle at the time, just moving around and just putting pressure on the quarterback. And then after EBL, you just saw a whole change in that offensive line. They just were like, oh, time to, to get it together. And they did pretty good the rest of the practice. But the thing I've seen mostly is that I feel like both offenses are really, truly uh, taking um, you know their new leadership in the right path. You know, I think they, they both – all the players are brought in. You definitely can tell uh, on the commander side that the players are brought in. I've spent a little bit more time with them, uh, you, but you can just see the difference. Um, mm-hmm. And it just it's going to be high energy and high octane for those offenses. So you were at Ravens today, is that right, mm-hmm. Yeah, Ravens. Yeah, Ravens today. The Ravens all today. Right. So apparently there was a little scuffle, a little bit of near fights <laughs> breaking out. I guess you heard about it at the commander's camp um, today, and I guess EB, Eric Bieniemy wasn't having any of that either, was he? Yeah, I heard about that. I heard it got a little bit uh, a little bit uh, different out there, but it also almost happened here too. But it, it, uh, we saw uh, Patrick Queen. It looked like it might have been Patrick Queen and also John Simpson, offensive lineman. Looked like they were about to get into it. It was just like a whole crowd of the players kind of like bundled up together after a fumble. And we were like, oh, man, here it comes. But immediately, uh, coaches stepped in, players stepped in, they broke it up quickly. So I don't think it really it really became anything. Uh, but it really didn't become anything. But they were able to kind of like get them together on that and just kind of 
you know, reel them back in. So, uh, you know, I remember, I remember Hamar saying something in the range of, we come out here to work. Okay, we don't have time for this. <laughs> so, and everybody just kind of straightened up and flew right from there. Yeah, but we all know it's not training camp until there's a fight or two, or at least a you scuffle. At least one. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you got to have at least one. Every year when they were here in Richmond, it'll happen for as long as they're straight again. So it's just part of football for sure. Hey, let me ask you on the commander front, AJ, perk up here about quarterback, but not about the one that you think I'm going to ask about. Because Ron Rivera today was asked, and he said this, not about Sam Howell, but about Jacoby Brissett. Don't sleep on Jacoby Rivera said he's done a nice job. We have some really good QB play going on right now. The backstory there, Darrell, my guy, our producer, AJ, he is all in on Jacoby Brissett, and he actually <laughs> thinks Brissett's going to be the starting quarterback by the time we get to opening day. I, I You know, AJ, I will say this. Um, the commanders are in a really good place uh, if, for whatever reason, Sam Howell doesn't get to start. I'll be very surprised if Sam Howell doesn't start week one. I think he's done a really good job at camp. A couple of picks, you know, here and there, but, you know, one was off a deflection, another one um, just a little overthrown, but nothing too bad. Other than that, he's been really solid. Uh, But I will say this, watching Jacoby and watching how he's played, he's definitely that security blanket, you know, um, in that quarterback room. You've got somebody that you know if it doesn't work out that can come in and run that offense and not make any, like, crazy mistakes. I feel like he would be able to go in there and run it um, without without a hitch. But if you look at Sam, I think Sam gives him a little bit more of the explosiveness and, and uh, unpredictability. But they'll be fine. I don't know if I don't know if he's going to start week one, and he, we may be wrong. But right now, I would, I would say it's going to be Sam. Daryl, it wouldn't be a hot take if everybody thought it. <laughs> it, would, it, would, it wouldn't be a hot take. Yes, one hundred percent correct, AJ. One hundred percent correct. And then I guess the other big deal out of the Commanders today, and I know we're, we're seeing all this secondhand and, and reading about it and all that, Josh Harris was there again today, and it was another uh, feel-good moment with, with fans in attendance today at Commanders Camp. Yeah, uh, one of my colleagues uh, for Boy Television was there at camp today, spoke to them a little bit earlier, and he came out there, he was signing autographs, and the chant started uh Rumbling once again. Uh, he's beloved there. He's only been in charge of this team for two weeks, if not that. And he is absolutely beloved there. He can almost do nothing wrong at this point. Uh, <laughs> but he's done a really good job of embracing, uh, in my opinion, um, the history of the team. You know, Ron Rivera has said in press conferences in the last two weeks about the name change uh, and about how, you know, we respect the history of the team. They, you know, Last year, it wouldn't even be mentioned. They wouldn't bring up the old name whatsoever. But the name is out there, and I think the fact that the fans know that there's a potential chance that they could go back. There's a potential chance. They're all on the side right now. So uh, there's a lot of them that are very excited. Heard there was a petition that had 20,000 signatures on there to get the name back to what it used to be. I'm really <laughs> intrigued by that. Uh, I am one of those, and I have not been shy about this, and, you know, uh, that I didn't think they should have made the change. I had talked to enough people and some Native mm-hmm. Americans who disagreed with the take that it was, um, you know, racist or slanderous, and they were okay with it. And I just felt like 
you know, let's keep it then. I, I mean, we, you look at the Chiefs, you look at the Braves, you look at the Seminoles, all of those teams. So I was actually in the camp of I'm, I'm not being, you know, derogatory or racist. Uh, I'm respectful, and I think they should have kept Redskins. Now, having said that, I really don't think there's any way in the world they can go back to it. I, I just yeah, I'd be shocked. <laughs> I, I don't know, Darrell, but I'd be shocked. Well, I think the biggest thing about it is, and, and I, we, I guess we can say this now, um, but I, personally, I really thought the only reason why the name got changed is because of the heat that uh, Snyder was going through at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, Snyder said many times that, hey, I would never change the name of this team. As soon as we heard the pressure from all of what potentially could come out of what his, his doings were behind closed doors, all of a sudden, you know what, we're going to change the team name. <laughs> so yep. it happened as soon as all of that stuff went down. And um, to me, I think, you know, that was just one of the many blunders uh, under his reign, unfortunately. Like, if you noticed, every time the team was uh, in a bad spot, they tried to do something to, like, Bruce, you know, the you know boost the morale of the fan base, it, you know, retire Sean Taylor's jersey, and it, that didn't go well in some people's eyes. So it's just so many, <laughs> so many aspects of it. But... Hey, I mean, if they if they change it back, which I would be surprised, I would, you know, there's going to be a lot of happy fans, a lot of happy fans. Yeah, they're really well, and it's it's a fascinating topic to me. I guess it just depends on which side of the fence you're on and who you listen to in these groups. And obviously, the Native Americans are the ones I would listen to most. And I know there's some on both sides of that, but I just had heard enough of hey, we're not that upset about it. it we understand the respect side of it as well, uh, right. and I don't understand why teams like the Cleveland Indians and the Washington Redskins change it, and teams like the Kansas City Chiefs and the Atlanta Braves and the Florida. State Seminoles don't. That's what I don't do. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been puzzling, but you haven't heard any pressure from it. And to be honest with you, even with Cleveland, I didn't really hear any, mm-hmm. not as much pressure from it. I, the, the Cleveland one actually surprised me more than anything. I was like, wow. Uh, so I was really more surprised about it. I mean, the, the commander's change made more sense, I guess, because of, you know, there, you know, we heard a lot more about it. And there would be this one guy every year at camp, and I'm pretty sure you remember him. Power walking up and down the street right there in front of training camp, uh, you know, you know, for the name change. But it was only that one person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. So it was him every year. So uh, I know he's happy. I can, yeah, I can guarantee I can. you that. He's definitely happy. Winning football <laughs> games will make them all happy no matter what the name is. That would be the first exactly. step. The first step for sure. All right, Darrell, great stuff again from not one but two training camps today from the Ravens and from the Commanders, and we'll look forward to penciling you in again as as the preseason moves along and we get closer to the regular season. Thank you, Bob. I appreciate it. Thanks, AJ. Thanks, man. As always. Yeah, there you go. Darrell Owens, Legacy Makers Sports Network. Check it out online and all of their reports, not only Ravens and Commanders, but the college scene. Uh, he'll do stuff on the high school scene here in Richmond, and we'll continue to uh, dial him up as a regular contributor for us. He had mentioned to me a couple of weeks ago his plan, his schedule, is to try to get to all the Commanders games this year. I, it, that's amazing to me. Not just the home games, but home and away. And, and if he's going to do that, we're, we're going to have our guy. He's going to He's going to come on with us on Mondays, hopefully. And uh, I don't want to you know, put the cart before the horse here, but hopefully all this happens. And he'll be able to come on and give us great recaps of all the Commanders games every week. And uh, he'll keep going to training camp, so he'll certainly be a part of our programming through the month of August as we get into September and the start of the season. Uh, already just about an hour in the books on the Sports Huddle this afternoon. It always goes quickly, but we do have one more segment. 
before we get to the top of the hour in the ESPN Sports Center update. So we'll take a break, come back and get you to 5 o'clock on the Wednesday Sports Huddle right here. Thanks for locking it in on 106.1 ESPN.